ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय ओम नमो भगवते वासुदेवाय We are reading from Shrimad Bhagavatam, Chapter 4, Chapter 25, entitled "The Characteristics of King Puranjana," Verse Number 37. Imam Tom Atishtest, Imam Tom Atishtest Swaha. विभो मायापनीता विभो Oh my lord oh my lord maya maya by me by me upanitan arranged grhnana taking kama bhogan the materials for sense gratification shatam a hundred samaha years translation My dear Lord I have just arranged the city of nine gates for you so that you can have all kinds of sense gratification you may live here for 100 years and everything for your sense gratification will be supplied purport <laughs> by history grace ac bhaktivedant swami shri prabhupada shri prabhupada ki धर्मार्थ कामोक्षाधवाइफ In the beginning of life a person is trained 
as a brahmachari and is then allowed to marry a suitable girl and become a householder if one is thoroughly trained in household life he finds all facilities for human life eating sleeping mating and defending everything is there if it is executed according to regulative principles om ajnana timiranthasya ஜனாச்சலாக்கூரன்மிலிதம்னாஸ்மைஸ்ரீகுரவேநமஸ்ரீச்சைத்தன்யமனோபீஷ்டம்ஸ்தாபிதம்யேனூத்தலே ஸ்ரீஅதைதாசிவாசாதிகோரவந்த ஹரே கிருஷ்ணா ஹரே கிருஷ்ணா 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 ஹரே 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 ராம ஹரே ராம 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 ஹரே ஹரே ஹியர் திஸ் ட்ரான்ஸ்லேஷன் ஒன்ஸ் அகெயின் மை டியர் லோட் I have just arranged the city of nine gates for you so that you can have all kinds of sense gratification. You may live here for 100 years and everything for your sense gratification will be supplied. If we speak this as our philosophy, I think we will have a lot of following. We won't have enough space in this temple room. People do want to identify with their desires if you ask someone what do you want we will provide everything for your sense gratification you are all devotees so you don't have material desires but putting yourself in the shoes of a materialist what would you say whatever you want we will provide you what will be your answer give some answers name fame wealth anything else ha huh? a wife you already have a wife <laughs> maybe you have to give more attributes to the wife such and such kind maybe wealthy maybe beautiful all attractive so you can give the list right and people becomes very open when we ask this kind of questions how can i serve you what do you want for your sense gratification here is the list people in general do identify with desires for example when you give a talk especially young western audience if you say good things okay what are your desires what are your plans then people are very happy to open up they want to say okay i want to do that i want to go here i want to fly here there is an unlimited list of desires and they feel very comfortable this is so wonderful that here is someone who is really interested in our desires and here is going to the next level that is okay we are here to fulfill your desires and if you go to the previous verse it even it even goes a little bit ahead oh killer of the enemy you have some or other come here this is certainly great fortune for me 
I wish all auspicious things for you. You have a great desire to satisfy your senses, and all my friends and I shall try our best in all respects to fulfill your desires. Here are assistance for sense gratification. So this is what people are looking for. People consider friends who can help in one's sense gratification and they find enemies if somebody is trying to take away one's sense gratification. So this is the definition of friends and enemies. Who will help in sense gratification and who will not. Of course, if you talk about the emotional distresses, people do identify with that also. If you talk about how to deal with the negativities, how to deal with addiction, how to deal with anger. If we talk about these kind of topics and if you present the problems the people are going through, yes, people do identify, yes, this is what I am going through, this is what I am going through. Because it gets very well resonated with those who are having those kind of troubles. So emotional experiences, whether it is positive or negative, we do get identified with those. And that we can see when we speak to people. And of course, the motivational speakers, they are showing the dreams. Okay, here is a person who didn't have much, but he has achieved that. Gives the inspiration and we do get identified with those inspirations. And we develop those kind of desires in our heart. So here, assume you can get whatever you want in this material world. You want a house? Yeah, by the beach, we'll get you. You want a beautiful body, we'll get you. You want to be a millionaire, for sure. You want to be a billionaire, yes, that also can be provided. Do you want to fly, yes, we'll provide that. Whatever you want, we can provide you. But there is one condition. What is that condition? We will come anytime. It can be one to hundred years, any number will come, will kill you and snatch everything away from you. This is the condition. We'll give you everything, whatever you want, no problem, but one day will come, kill you and take everything from you. This is material existence. One can get birth anywhere, in the higher planets, in the lower planets, in the middle planets, in any species, one can have unlimited enjoyment according to material calculations. But it is ending, it has an end and it will be snatched away causing a lot of pain. So here it is mentioned, the Varnashram system is progressive. One may start as a brahmachari and move up to a grihastha, then to a vanaprastha, which is a retired life and then finally sannyas or complete renunciation. So that's why Prabhupada called this verse Dharmatha Kama Mokshanam Dhara Samprapti Hetava. So Dhara means a wife. So the purpose is not just sense gratification, but performing religious duties and ultimately moving towards liberation. Srila Prabhupada quotes this verse in, in a lecture uh, on Bhagavad Gita, first chapter. Prabhupada says, there is the purposes of life. Here all the purposes are given. Dharma, Artha, Kama and Moksha. Dharma, if you perform duties, religious duties, then as a result, one will get Artha. 
facilities, wealth, etc. Then one, when one has such facilities, then one enjoys the senses. That is dharma, artha, kama. Then when one is frustrated with that, then one tries for liberation. That is moksha. So everything is connected. Dharma, artha, kama and moksha. However, in the current society, there is no dharma. There is only start from artha, kama. And there is no moksha also. <laughs> artha and kama. So it starts from artha. How to make money without following dharma? That is material civilization. Oh, it's not, we cannot say it's a civilization, but it's a material world. And there is wealth and then sense gratification. And when it's frustrated, try more sense gratification. Then one gets more frustrated. This is the cycle that which runs because there is no higher knowledge. So when there is Vedic knowledge, one understands that one can go beyond the suffering. The human form is not entitled for such kind of sufferings. Rather, one can make a solution to the material problems. Then one becomes a Brahmana. Brahmana is not a caste. People think it's a caste. No. Brahmana means one who is spiritually realized. Brahmajanati idi Brahmana. The opposite is Kripana, means miserly. Having the human form which has the highest capacity, still we are not utilizing this human body for the highest purpose. Yes, one can live a life, one can make a living, there's no problem with that, but one has to use this form for the highest purpose of enlightenment. In Bhagavatam, in the fifth canto, Rishabdev teaches his sons about the problems of this world. He very clearly explains the problems of sense gratification, sense enjoyment, even though it may look very natural, very innocent, but it has consequences. Very stringent, very strict, severe consequences. So, Prashamdev says, Nunam pramata kurutevi karma, yet indriya preti apranoti. He says, Nunam pramata kurutevi karma. Who does vikarma? Vikarma means all the sinful activities. Yet, indriya prithit apranoti. If one's mind is filled with desires for sense gratification, to fill those sense gratification desires, one can perform any sinful activities. One becomes blinded by desires for sense gratification. It is a reality. There is Millions and millions of animals are being slaughtered. Why? Indriya Preeti. Just for the tongue. After that everything is same. Nonsense. So it is just for the tongue. Indriya Preeti. And just for sense gratification one can commit murder. So many murders have been committed. Just for sense gratification. To achieve something. something someone coming on the way. Just remove. Wipe them off. Political murders. You can see. So many wars for sense gratification. So many sinful activities. Why? Because of sense gratification. When sense gratification is in forefront of our consciousness, then what happens? Then once one gets blinded and one can perform any kinds of sinful activity. So, na yata So it is mentioned. One better not 
perform sense gratification because that is going to bind the living entity. So when a person considers sense gratification the aim of life, he certainly becomes mad after materialistic living and engages in all kinds of sinful activity. So sense gratification is the objective of life. Then one has to do anything to achieve that. Whereas in the Vedic scripture, there is some license given. This dharma, artha, kama, it is also kama is sense gratification, but there are some boundaries defined. Okay, you want to do sense gratification? Okay, you can do sense gratification, but here is the limit. Just do sense gratification within the limit. So that is called varnashram. So that one doesn't become degraded. One wants to enjoy sex life. Okay, get married. There are regulations. Don't do like cats and dogs. So there are regulations given. And what is the purpose? For the children. So there is a purpose is given. Take the responsibilities. In that way, everything, there are restrictions that helps the living entity not to degrade. At the same time, if one actually follows the principles of Vedas, then gradually one makes progress. So that's why I mentioned in this purport. Dharma, Artha, Kama, it's not just Kama, then Moksha is also mentioned. For that, Dara, Samprapti, Hetava. Dara means the wife. Then it is okay. One can at least make gradual progress towards Krishna consciousness. That is the whole purpose. Then, so that's why it is mentioned. So what happens? He does not know that due to his past misdeeds, he has already received a body which although temporary is the cause of his misery. Material body means misery. Do we think like that? No, this is a vehicle for enjoyment. It's an instrument for enjoyment. Why do we have such a wrong conception? Or why are we very uh, pessimistic about this material body? Saying, you know, it's causing all the miseries. Just wait and see. The body can give way more miseries than enjoyment. There is no comparison how much misery the body can give compared to the tiny amount of enjoyment that the body can give. So, the point is, this material enjoyment is only in the mind. Planning stage, all the imagining, imagining, fantasizing, one feels, yeah, there is enjoyment in acquiring wealth. There is enjoyment in having a bigger house. There is enjoyment having a partner. These are fantasies. It, when we are fantasizing, one tries to enjoy. But when one is in that situation, then there is no enjoyment. It is fleeting, it is just gone. This is the trick. This is the trick of Maya. This is the trick of Maya. So the mind is a plan-making machine. So Prahlad Maharaj says in the 7th Canto 9th chapter of Srimad Bhagavatam, Prabhupada wonderfully explains that stop making plans for sense gratification. Those who are wealthy, they enjoy more making plans. That is, I will have such a skyscraper. I will own that. I will own this. The plan making gives them the pleasure. And when they actually get that, then the bubble is already burst. There is nothing there. Or peeling the onion. Devotees, we don't do, but still. <laughs> you peel the onion. One layer is gone. Next layer is gone. Finally, we are looking. Hey, something is going to come. Something is going to come. 
but at the end there is nothing. This is sense gratification. So Veda says, don't get into it. Don't get into it. Be wise. This is intelligence. So human being, we have to be wise. We have to be courageous to say no to sense gratification. That is real intelligence. Saying no to first to plan making. In the seventh canto of Srimad Bhagavatam, in the ninth chapter, Prabhupada Maharaj again says, he makes it very clear. Tasamaham Tanupradam Ahamasushotnya. He says, Oh, I know everything about living entity sense gratification. Tasmat amuns tanubhudam aham ashishotnya. Aham, I, ashisha. Ashisha, you know the word ashisha. Ashisha means all the desires. Yeah, I know the desires of all living entities. Tanubhudam. Tanubhudam means one who has obtained, one who has accepted a material body. Then he explains. Because he is speaking from his own experience. Even though a young boy, just five years old, he has experience of spiritual and material energy. He has actually seen from his father what he has gone through. So, Oh, I know what you can get by Ayu, that is longevity. He had great longevity, his father, Hiranyakashipu. Shriyam, opulence. He had all kinds of opulence. Why Bhom? He had the power to control everything. He, had, he could influence everyone. By Bhruvi Vajnum Pena, just by expanding his eyebrows, all the demigods were coming and paying obeisances to Hiranyakashipu. Aindriyam, all kinds of sense gratification. Avirinchyat, up to Virinchi. Virinchi means Lord Brahma. Avirinchyat, up to the platform of Brahma Loka. He has seen everything. So, in, in other words, Prahlad Maharaj is telling, like senior devotee says, you know, look, I have done that, I have experienced, don't do that. In the same, even though you're just a young boy, five years, Prahlad Maharaj is explaining, I have done, you know, I have seen everything. Then he says, Nechami tevililitan urivikramena kalatmanopaniyamam jabhritya parsham. Na ichami. I don't want that because I have seen through knowledge and through direct sense perception. Na ichami, I don't want. Te vililutan. Because whatever it is, whatever sense gratification, whatever one can attain, te vililutan. Vililutan means it's, it is deteriorating, temporary. How it is temporating? Uruvikramena kalatmana. Uruvikramena. You know, here we have Lord Trivikram is there. Trivikram means you know, huge, huge steps, three steps. So, Uruvikramena means here. Intense, fierce, very powerful Kalatmana in the form of time. So, Viliditan, because of this Uruvikramena, Kalatmana Viliditan, because of the power of time, everything will be finished, vanquished. All the power, all the energy, everything will be gone. So, Pradhamara say, Na Ichame, I don't want. Then, he, what is his prayer? Upaniyamam, please bring me close to Nijabhritya Pasham. Your pure devotee, the 
association, please take me to the service to your pure devotee. So this is the real prayer of a devotee. Because Prahlad Maharaj had access to unlimited wealth, he had access to everything because he inherited everything from his father, but he didn't have any interest. So we have that opportunity. The devotees means, by the mercy of Srila Prabhupada, we are meant to and we do and we also get knocked. Prabhu, come, get up. Stop sense gratification. Chant Hare Krishna, have prasadam. Enjoy spiritually. This is the mercy. So even though we didn't want, this is, this is our real situation. Oh, my force shut my eyes. But So, but the spiritual master has sent his representatives and personally through books, through lectures, come through and then, okay, now wake up. Get this. So this is the mercy of Chaitanya Mahaprabhu. This is the mercy of Srila Prabhupada. Today is a very special day. We are talking about sense gratification and here Puranjana passed time is sense gratification and then he gets burnt in it. You know, his body also gets burnt and he goes to the next one, body as Puranjani because he had the desire. He was attra- at- at- attached to woman. So the material nature is such that, okay, you want to be with a woman, you want to look after the body of a woman, then no problem, you get Yourself a body of a woman, so you can look after very nicely. So Puranjana becomes Puranjani in the next life. So that is that goes on. So here is a special day because today is the disappearance day of Gorkishor Das Babaji Maharaj. So now we will spend some time hearing about Gorkishor Das Babaji Maharaj and that will be an inspiration for us to go beyond the desires for sense gratification. So, by glorifying such exalted devotees, we also feel inspired to make some progress in our devotional life. So, before speaking about Gaurakishwar Das Babaji, we will read his uh, pranati, his pranamantra. I will read the first line and uh, you can repeat after me. Namo Gaurakishwaraya Sakshal Vairagya Murtaye Vipralambhara Sambhode Padam Bujayate Namaha I offer my respectful obeisances unto Gorkishodas Babaji Maharaj, the spiritual master of Bhakti Siddhanta Saraswati, who is renunciation personified. He is always merged in a feeling of separation and intense love of Krishna. Now we will speak about Gopishwadas Babaji Maharaj, a great exalted Vaishnava. Gopishwadas Babaji Maharaj was born around in 1930s in Faridapura in Bangladesh. So no one knows exactly the birth date or birth year of Gorkishwadas Babaji Maharaj. But we know that he was born in 1830s and in Faridapura in East Bengal, currently Bangladesh. His father was Vamshi Das and he was a merchant by profession. 
so he was born in a vaishya family so they were in a merchant business family and he he was born in a place this faridapura it was near padma river and in his young age itself gopishwar das baba ji maharaj uh, was married because that time in young age they get married that the vedic system so gopishwar das baba ji was married in early age and he maintained his grihastha life about 20 years meanwhile uh, he was a broker to a grain merchant so that was his profession and even in his early times he exhibited his advanced spiritual desires so he was a devotee right from the beginning he was completely in uh, completely inclined to worship the supreme personality of godhead even in his family life but at one point his wife passed away and when his wife passed away gorkhesh das baba ji maharaj he left faridapura and he went to vrindavan so he thought, decided that i have nothing to do with this material life or profession or making money or anything like that rather let me go to uh vrindavan and in vrindavan that time there was the disciple of jagannath das baba ji maharaj his name was uh, bhagavad das baba ji maharaj so he took shelter of bhagavad das baba ji maharaj and he started bhajan in vrindavan so later all the great vaishnavas in vrindavan awarded him the title as a great bhajananandi vaishnava bhajananandi vaishnava means one who takes pleasure in bhajan in worshiping the lord the opposite of that is a goshtyanandi vaishnava a goshtyanandi vaishnava who is who takes all pleasure in sharing krishna consciousness like shila prabhupada is a goshtyanandi but at the same time he is a bhajananandi too you know he has uh, he you know he he enjoys so you know, he has he he uh, he manifests all pleasure in um, doing bhajan so the so two kinds of people so here gorkhesh das baba ji was a bhajanandi vaishnava and in 1897 he came to know that bhaktinath thakur has erected a temple for sri goranga mahaprabhu in his janmasthan in yogapeet so by the advice of the devotees he decided to shift himself from vrindavan to mayapur so in 1897 he moved to mayapur because he wanted to be in the birthplace of sri chaitanya mahaprabhu gorkhesh das baba ji was known to be a nirapeksha vaishnava nirapeksha means indifferent he didn't care about the external world he was completely absorbed in his bhajan and he you know he hardly bothered about anything else at the same time he was able to detect duplicity deceitfulness in the so called vaishnavas or the so called practitioners of spirituality he he was he was able to do that because he was in touch with the super soul since he was touched with krishna in the form of super soul if somebody speaks something he was able to identify what is the intention 
what is it actually what is the what is the actual what's really going on within the heart he was able to find out and he would give advice in that way so since he was indifferent to this material world he had no desire whatsoever about his body or any service anyone doing to his body he was not interested at all bhakti no thakur out of so much of care and affection for gorkishor das baba ji he advised gorkishor das baba ji baba ji we will make all the arrangement please go to calcutta because your eyes sight is deteriorating you are almost blind so please go to calcutta we can do an operation and you can get your eyesight back baba ji mara said calcutta means illusion so i will not go to calcutta so bhakti no thakur told don't worry my son bhakti siddhant sarjeta stako he will help you to go to calcutta he said bhakti siddhant he is my prabhu he is my lord how can i accept service from my prabhu my master he said no it's not possible then they try to pursue a little bit further then gorkishodan babaji said if you ever speak like this i will commit suicide in ganges he just left that place and for 45 days no one so gorkishodan babaji and everyone was afraid what happened to babaji and after 45 days he returned and he said okay i didn't commit suicide because uh, if i commit suicide i'll become a ghost so that's not the solution to the problem so i will continue my bhajan and as we read his pranati is sachat vairagya murte he is renunciation personified he used to wear some old cloth lying anywhere and what he used to eat he used to eat rice soaked in water with chili that was his diet that's about it then sometimes he would eat ganga mathi ganga mud <coughs> mud from ganga he would just eat that that was his diet and he was not at all try to gratify his senses just opposite to that we discussed before here puranjana is getting this invitation you can enjoy as much as you want all your desires will be fulfilled it's exactly the opposite he doesn't want to enjoy his senses at all bare minimum as shila prabhu says keep the body and soul together he was eating only that much the very interesting pastime is that one devotee one of his assistants told baba ji maharaj today is sanadan goswami's appearance day so baba ji maharaj said okay we should celebrate we should have a feast so the assistant said okay shall i go all the bhoga said we can cook a feast we can have the sweet rice we can have different dishes we can have roti we can have many sabjis so baba ji maharaj said no no for the feast we don't need any of these things we will fast and we'll chant all day so that is the real feast oh so this is what baba ji maharaj standard so not no sense gratification completely absorbed in krishna at the same time he he knew everything about scriptures everything he was illiterate he didn't study any books but since he was in touch with krishna he knew all the scriptures and he was able to clarify any doubts anyone had so this is baba ji maharaj so he was completely self realized one time one young devotee 
he was a doctor by profession he asked babaji maharaj babaji maharaj i want to move to navadeep dham because i want to beg from all the vaishnavas there and whatever donation i get i want to make medicines and i want to cure the disease of all the people in the dham so first for that i'll collect some money i will make my small clinic i will just live there i'll beg i'll make medicine and i'll serve the community in that way so he asked baba ji maharaj can i do that baba ji maharaj said no you are trying to imitate murari gupta don't try to imitate murari gupta murari gupta was an eternal associate of lord chaitanya he had the cure for both the diseases one is a physical disease and also bhava rog he could give them krishna prem as well as he could cure them from normal material diseases so don't try to imitate him don't try to sustain your life or maintain yourself just by begging in the dham give up this mentality if you are taking shelter of the dham only perform bhajan don't have the mentality how can i maintain myself in the dham give up that mentality so you are so attached to the dham that another <coughs> baba ji wanted to purchase a piece of land in mayapur and a queen who owned a lot of land there she said i will give this piece of land to this baba ji so when gorakishwar baba ji heard this he said who is this queen who owns land in the dham who can own land in the dham and who can purchase land in the dham from this queen who is this baba ji who is able to purchase land in the dham because dham is made of gold jewels and all unlimited wealth and who has the ability who has the wealth to buy a piece of land in the dham so that was the mood of baba ji maharaj so because he could see the dham just like his own illustrious disciple bhakti siddhanta sastrakku mantem bhakti siddhanta maharaj along with his disciples were walking in mayapur and it was the atmosphere wasn't very good it was stinking it was a foul smell so all the disciples they covered their nose like this as they were walking so bhakti siddhanta he was completely oblivious to this he said what are you doing can't you experience the amazing fragrance of the dham can you smell the fragrance of the dham so he was making the point that one who has got spiritual vision they can experience the real dham in mayapur not the external covering of maya the so called maya just covering that is that is separating us from the real dham so this was the position of baba ji maharaj one time there was this landlord who posed himself to be a great devotee and he had his assistant as well so this landlord he told his assistant that i want to hear the samvad the conversation between lord chaitanya and ramanandar roy so they decided okay we will hear this samvad from gorkishwar baba ji so first he sent his assistant to baba ji maharaj and his assistant had told baba ji maharaj we know that you are the greatest person from whom we can hear about the conversation between ramanandaroy and lord chaitanya can you please tell us and my landlord is a great devotee he also wants to hear 
then Babaji Maharaj told, you need to be qualified to hear this intimate conversation between Lord Chaitanya and Ramananda Roy. The first qualification is, first you give up your landlord who is a rascal. <laughs> Second, you hear Chaitanya Charitamrita in the association of bona fide devotees 100 times. After that, we can speak about Rai Ramananda Samvad. <laughs> Before that, no. Then he said, now we don't have any time for such intimate things. Now, Kirtan is going to start. He asked devotees, let's start a Kirtan. And if you want, you can sit in the Kirtan. So he was able to see what is the real need, what's the intent behind that person. Similarly, another Brahmachari approached uh, Babaji Maharaj and told, I want to learn Sanskrit and then I want to study Bhagavatam and in that way, you know, I can become an elevated devotee. Babaji Maharaj told, you don't study Sanskrit. It is better if you don't study Sanskrit. Rather, you come and sit next to me. We will chant Hare Krishna and I will train you. But this person, he didn't listen. He went, he studied Sanskrit and he became like a professional Bhagavatam reciter and he got into all bad habits and he ruined himself. The so Babaji Maharaj could see what is everyone's qualification. Similarly, one time a couple arrived from Mayapur. That time Babaji Maharaj was in there in Mayapur. He was elsewhere. So uh, his servant told Babaji Maharaj, look, a couple has come from, a couple has come, a devotee couple has come. Babaji Maharaj said, Okay, they had to give some rupees to see me. <laughs> some, he had he need to give some money to see me. He was just joking, you know, he was just testing. So the, he went and told me, he said, okay, okay, we will give what, Babaji, whatever Babaji wants. They came. So Babaji asked, where are you from? He said, they said, we are from Mayapur. Immediately Babaji's mood changed. He said, you, you are such an amazing devotee, you are Dhamvasis. He said, please continue chanting. He became very, very merciful to them. And he said, I am so happy to get your association. So Babaji knew who is who. He was not blind. He knew everything. And his words were very sharp as he described early. One time, another devotee, he approached Babaji Maharaj and Babaji Maharaj chastised this devotee. So he strongly chastised the devotee. And that devotee, he left the association of the, all other devotees and he started his bhajan elsewhere. So this devotee was doing bhajan with Gorkishwara Babaji and other devotees. But one time Babaji chastised him very heavily. So he left the association of the devotees and started his own practice. But after some time, maybe after a few months, few years, he, he found a lot of difficulties within. He found a lot of anarthas. He found himself very difficult to practice that time. This person was sincere, so he approached Babaji Maharaj and he again came to the association of Babaji Maharaj. So Babaji Maharaj immediately noticed this devotee and asked him, Oh, where did you go? What happened to you? So this devotee said, Look, I was in the association of the devotees, but you know, you were using very harsh words, so I couldn't tolerate, so I left. Now I'm finding difficulty, so I came back. Then Babaji Maharaj told that, in the association of the devotees, devotees may use harsh words, but it is only for your betterment. And you need to tolerate and still you need to take the association of the devotees. Because you see, you may be in your family, your wife 
your children, your relatives, they will use harsh words, but you are ready to tolerate. But when devotees are using some harsh words, you cannot tolerate. So rather you tolerate some of the chastisements of the devotees because they are speaking, because they are well-wishers. So please tolerate and continue bhajan in the association of the devotees. So this person was very nice person, so he continued his bhajan with Babaji Maharaj. So this was the this this were the kinds of pastimes of Babaji Maharaj. He was preaching, not necessarily he was not a Goshtyanadi, he was approaching preaching, but in his own way he was preaching. So it is said that the Bhajananadis are no way lesser than Goshtyanandis. Even though they are taking pleasure in Bhajan, they are, we cannot consider themselves to be lower than Goshtyanandis. The reason is they are being inspired by Krishna as a super soul. So that's why they are they have taken that route in pleasing Krishna. Krishna is pleased with that. So that's why Babaji Maharaj continued his practice in that way. Time is running. So I will explain the main instructions of Babaji Maharaj. Very important instructions of Babaji Maharaj. I will read that. It's a very important instruction. The divine name of Krishna offers the one offers the one and only shelter. One should never try to remember Radha Damodar's transcendental pastimes by artificial methods. Constant chanting of the divine names will purify the heart. By chanting Harina, the syllables of Mahamantra. Hare Krishna, Hare Krishna, Krishna Krishna, Hare Hare, Hare Rama, Hare Rama, Rama Rama, Hare Hare, will gradually reveal the spiritual form, qualities, pastimes of Krishna. Then you will realize your own eternal spiritual form, service, and the eleven particulars of your spiritual identity. The Ekadasha Bhavas. Many Babajis, they want to know. The Ekadasha Bhavas, now itself, means the different 11 particular aspects of the Siddha Deha, now itself. So Prabhupada wants us in Nectar Devotion. <coughs> the Siddha Pranali as propagated by the Prakata Sahajyas is not bona fide. Still it is there. So here Babaji Maharaj very clearly tells that the, the realization of the spiritual self will be revealed by chanting Hare Krishna Mahamantra. From the syllables of Hare Krishna Mahamantra, all those truths will be revealed to a sincere practitioner when the time comes. This is a very important message from Babaji Maharaj. I will just tell one more pastime and we will end. That is, uh, Babaji Maharaj was approached by Bhaktisiddhanda to get initiated because he only had one illustrious disciple, that is Prabhupada Guru Maharaj, Bhaktisiddhanda Sadhguru Thakur. So, Bhaktisiddhanda Maharaj, he approached Gaurakishwadas Babaji and requested, can, can I take your shelter? Can you be my Guru? Babaji Maharaj said, how is it possible? You are my Prabhu. You are my Master. How can I initiate my own Master? So, Bhaktisiddhanda requested, but he didn't accept. Then second time, he approached again and pleaded to Babaji Maharaj. So, Babaji Maharaj said that I will ask Gauranga Mahaprabhu. If he allows, I will accept him. So, Bhaktisiddhanda went back. So, he, next time he came back again, asked, did you ask Gauranga Mahaprabhu? He said, no, I forgot about it. <laughs> now, next time he said, I, I will ask Lord Jagannath also. 
So he said, I'll ask Lord Jagannath. If he approves, I'll accept you. So Daksasanda went back. He again came back. So then also he was not accepting. So it was a very rainy season. Ganges was flowing in full force. And they were near the Ganges, like a bridge kind of area. So he told Babaji Maharaj, if you don't accept me as your disciple, I'm going to jump off to, jump into Ganges and I'm going to kill myself. So Babaji Maharaj then understood Bhaktisiddhanta was a sincere soul and he accepted him as his disciple and gave him the name Vashabhanavi Daita Das. Vashabhanavi Daita Das. Vashabhanavi Devi is Radharani. Vashabhanu is Radharani's father. Vashabhanavi Devi is Radharani. Daita, the lover of Srimati Radharani, that is Krishna. So Vashabhanavi Devi Daita Das. That is the name given by Gorkhisasa's Babaji to Bhaktisiddhanta Sarasati. So this is interesting pastime. And final, his disappearance from this world. It's mentioned that in uh, 1915, Gaurakrishna Babaji uh, left this world from Kulia. He left, still Navadidha, from her, he left this world. And he joined the eternal pastime of Radha and Krishna. And there is a final one pastime is there where he, at the time of death, Babaji Mara tells that Take my body after I leave this body and drag this body all around Navadivdham so that by the dust of Navadivdham my body will get purified. So when he departed, all these Babaji's all assembled, they all told, okay, the final desire of Gorakishasal Babaji was drag his body through the dust of Navadivdham. We will go, we are going to do that. Bhaktisanda said, no, you can never disrespect. A Vaishnava's body even after departure. Out of humility, my Guru Maharaj has instructed in this way, but we shouldn't treat his body like this. So then all the Babajis, they all wanted to construct a Samadhi and they wanted to get money out of Babaji Maharaj. They all said, we want his physical remnants. We want to construct Samadhi. Bhaktisattva said, no. I am the only disciple, so I will construct the Samadhi for my Guru Maharaj. They said, you are only a Brahmachari. That time, Bhaktisiddhanta was only a Brahmachari. He said, you are only a Brahmachari, so you cannot construct Samadhi. Then it became a, such a big commotion that even the police came. So Bhaktisiddhanta said, okay, I will solve the problem. He said, in last six months, whoever never associated with a woman can touch the body of my spiritual master and if they are lying their life will be ruined whoever has lived a pure life for last six months can come and touch the body of my spiritual master no one came then he said okay last two months no one came he said okay last one month no one came then last two days no one came last one day no one came then the, even the police were surprised that how Bhaktisiddhanta solved this problem. Then he took the physical remnants and he, con he constructed a Samadhi for his Guru Maharaj. So this is Bhaktisiddhanta Sarathakura and his relation to his divine spiritual master, Gorkishwadar Babaji. And he is, in his eternal pastime, he is uh, Guna Manjari in the spiritual world, assisting the Ratharani and Krishna in their eternal pastime. So this is a great day because it is a disappearance day, the day he actually entered the eternal pastime. So today we will have Pushpanjali.
for Gurgisas Babaji and that's why we are fasting half day. Thank you very much. Yes. Yes. Hare Krishna, it's a very good question. Yeah, no, I didn't tell actually. That's a very important point. Babaji Maharaj, yeah, that's how he got connected to our parampara because the shiksha line, so our parampara is shiksha line. I was cutting short many things I had all not finished. So, uh, got, they had a very unique relationship. Bhaktino Thakur and Gorkishwasas Babaji. Gorkishwasas Babaji used to consider Bhaktino Thakur as his guru. And at the same time, Bhaktino Thakur used to consider, no, I'm learning from this Babaji Maharaj. So they used to have very intimate relationship. So uh, Bhaktino Thakur invited Gorkishwasas Babaji to Swananta Sukata Kunj. If you go to Navadiv, Mayapur Navadiv, you cross Jalangi, you go there. This is Bhaktino Thakur's house is there. So there is the hut is there. That is Swananta Sukata Kunj where Bhaktino Thakur used to perform his bhajan. So his associate was Gorkishwas Das Babaji Maharaj. So he used to invite Babaji Maharaj. So they used to chant together. They used to discuss about Lord Chaitanya. They used to discuss Bhagavatam. And Gorkishwas Babaji accepted his Babaji Vesh from Bhaktivinoda Thakur. So that's, that's the connection. So he accepted. It is said sometime Gorkishwas Babaji, when one time Bhaktivinoda Thakur, he said, I am going to take shelter of Gorkhishwadas Babaji. <laughs> so, Babaji Maharaj, he, he will never accept, you know, he's my guru. So, one time Gorkhishwadas Babaji, he went and hid himself in the house of a prostitute. <laughs> and uh, Bhakti Nautakur will never find him because, you know, he's in the house of a prostitute. How, uh, no, no sadhu is going to go into the house of a prostitute. Then after that, Gorkhishwadas Babaji came out and said, you know, yeah, I cheated him, I cheated him, he couldn't find me. So there was a very intimate, loving relationship between Gorkishwasas Babaji and Bhaktino Thakur. So they used to be, Babaji, he actually took instruction from Bhaktino Thakur and also accepted the Babaji wish. So that is the connection. Mm-hmm. Okay. So that's why, and I, I know that Phil Bhaktisiddhanta and Prabhupada uh. made that specific list. So he listed yes. Gorkishwar before his father. Yes. Is there, is there a is it in Chastity that you cannot take Diksha from your father? It must have been because Bhaktivinoda said you must take initiation from Gorkhishwara. I haven't heard any instruction as such because when you see uh, Srimad Bhagavatam, uh, Rishabdev instructing his sons. Rishabdev was the spiritual master of all the, all the exalted Vaishnavas and the top one Bharat Maharaj. So there he instructs them on devotional service and we caught the verse of Rishabdev Nunam Pramata Kurudevi Karma today so we can see so we can see it is possible to have uh, that connection from the look of it I haven't read particularly any negation as such but yeah thank you thank you very much Krantra Srimad Bhagavatam ki Gorkishwadas Babaji Maharaj Radha Mahotsav ki Srila Prabhupada ki 